Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. It is Friday. We have some crucial conversations. We have Jamal heading to work because that's what we do sometimes. We want to we want to record these. Jamal, are we safe? Are we safely driving? What's going on? We are safely driving. Awesome. We are safe. And so a lot of times we look to we, we have these conversations in the morning, which I duly appreciate. And uh, we've been we've been talking a lot lately about policies and procedure, and and I, I noticed our personality differences coming out on, on how we on how we handle these things. And in a lot of ways, I, I've learned a lot from you. And sometimes I give you a like, hey, before you head into this meeting, this is what I would do. Uh, yeah, it's it so interesting. And then, in full disclosure, Jamal and I are both like I. I like the Enneagram. I mean, there's several personality tests, but um, Jamal and I are in several ways, complete opposites that meet in very similar ways. Uh, we're very similar people. Just we get there to different. <laughs> I guess that's the way it's <laughs> Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go in, though, to policies and procedures and, and why they're different than personalities. Oh, well, okay, so... A, a great, great leaders are, if you look at people like Barack Obama, he's a great leader to me. He might not be a great leader to some people, um, but he's a great leader to me. His personality um, speaks to a different, a different person than the policies and the procedures that he has had to implement. And you talk about, you know, Barack Obama, you can talk about anyone, you know, someone with the, with the, with the vibrant personality who is just a people's person. Sometimes there's a clash between implementing strong policy and the, with their, with their personalities, because we have this thing about all of us, especially if you're used to being liked, you want to continue to be liked. So sometimes when you're trying to implement a policy or procedure um, in your organization and you're leading that organization, we we do something I like to call numbering the people. And this is a biblical term, and I'll be using some biblical references in this podcast because I, I pull a lot of my leadership from there. But um, you number the people in such a way you, you try to figure out how strong you are or what kind of consensus you have before you move forward and you implement that policy or procedure. Now they number the people in the Bible because they were gonna to go to war and they wanted to see how strong they were, were. But sometimes we'll we'll number the people just to see how many people agree with us. Um, and then we'll make a decision based on how many people agree with us or like what we're doing as opposed to what's right for the organization. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is where the hard part is the hard part as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have looked back and, and on my career and luckily I wasn't a principal. Um, I've learned a lot from you uh, on listening to some of the things and, you know, some of the policies and procedures that <clears throat> you guys have to create. And I, don't, I think that's where I just wouldn't have done a really good job. Uh, because I've sometimes leaned too hard on my personality. <clears throat> and by that, leaning hard on my personality is that I'm a people pleaser. 
And sometimes if it got really tough, I would try to find these compromises to make things right. work. And, 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 you know, on an individual level, I'm really good at that on a right. policy that then would seem like wishy-washy. Yeah. That's where I get, that's where I'd be terrible. Um, yep. I mean, I'd probably have to grow out of that, but, yep. uh, I, I just, uh, the hard part is the hard part. And, and, and this is where I kind of wanted to go in deeper. Um, why sometimes, uh, sometimes things seem cold or uncaring. Um, because if it's a policy, uh, it's a policy. It's not a personality. Right. I think, I think like right. you said, with Barack Obama, I think that he was one of the best at, um, easing into things because he was likable. Well, okay. No, I'll take, no, here's another example. A guy that had written, this is where people get mad. There were some policies written by Donald Trump that were good policies, the sex right. trafficking stuff. I mean, there, there were some good yeah. policies, yeah. but he right. was so unlikable that, right. that it was no credit, it, no credit, no credit. No credit. Um, and, and so there, I, I think a, a person that can write a good policy that has a nice personality can right. maybe the most optimal thing, but let's get in though to policy. And, you know, the, the, the boy, this is going to, well, heck, this is a crucial conversation. Yep. This is where inclusivity and equity are a really hard thing to talk about. Because if it's a policy, you can't necessarily have a protected class. You can't say, well, right. this is the rule for everybody, but not this few people. How well, is that and, really difficult? And, and what is good policy if it bends and shapes? Or should it bend and shape for some people? Well, well no. Yes and no. And no and yes. It's, it's, it is um, based on the people that you serve so my primary and just are some of my fundamental belief when leaving schools is i'm looking at the strengths and the weaknesses of the people in that specific community and then i'm going to try to create policies and procedures that only benefit the people within that specific community because every community is different and diverse and has different needs for example, you have the, the different extremes of Title I schools. Uh, a Title I school in the inner city is predominantly Black in most cases. Um, their issues are different than the Title I school that's out in a more rural area, which is predominantly Hispanic. The parental support in those two different things are completely different. Or your Title I school that's um, not in the inner city, not in the rural area, but just close to a trailer park. That Title I situation is a lot different. So you have to look at all of the different situations. You have to implement things that are for those people. So yeah. you really can't, you really can't, you really can't get caught up in does this policy, because if you, if you try to make it black and white, you leave Hispanic out. If you try to make it Hispanic, you leave black and white out. So you really got to understand the people and what they're actually capable of and what they're not capable of doing. Yeah. And well, then, and then frame it that way. So that, but that makes for writing a, and I'm going to use the word black and white policy, not in the terms of racial identity, but a policy that is black and white, 
that makes it tough. I'm like, you're talking about even for schools and, and having the, the, the lens of, you know, things are a little bit different and everybody. So I can't even imagine national policies uh, or right. state policies um, right. because it's, you know, it's, it's just, tough. Right. I, I, I bring all these things up because in some ways I want to have a little bit of empathy um, for what we're about to go through and, and, and let me just take a step back. And I am not anti-Joe Biden. I am not anti-Trump. I am not anti-Obama. I am not anti-Bush. I'm, I'm, what I'm done with is whataboutism, right? Mm-hmm. Whataboutism was when um, I'd say in the early days of, let's just start talking about the liberal media versus conservative radio. And both mm-hmm. of them would say when their guy got in, the their guy got attacked. And they're like, well, yeah. what about what you did to Clinton? Well, what yeah. about what you did to Bush? Well, what about you did to... And that is killing people. Uh, just, right. I hate it. Because the whole frame of this conversation was policies are hard. <laughs> they're just... Yeah. Hard. Yeah. So, so it, they are. And I think, I think a lot of times the, 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 the number one thing in leadership to me that hinders policy is the leader wanting to please people. And as opposed to, and, and, and by, and, and, and let me, let me further define that. Please everyone. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please, yeah. please everyone. Or sometimes people just trying to make a few people happy. Um, as opposed to doing what is right. Here's here's my story. Um, and it's from the Bible. You have uh, you have King Saul. King Saul. You have Samuel. Samuel was a prophet. Samuel was like the spiritual leader of the the nation at the time, and they were transitioning from prophets to kings. And Saul was the first king of of Israel. So Samuel goes. Samuel. Saul's boss goes to him and he says, hey, I want you to go down to uh, Amalek and I want you to kill everybody. I want you to like burn up the land. Don't leave. Don't leave anything. And I want you to come back and you'll never have to worry about them. And you're going to make a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. So Saul goes and he's like, all right, I got you. So he goes down there and he starts wiping stuff out. But then he looks at the king of Amalek, and he says, you know what, this could be me one day. We're going to spare his life. And then he goes, and he's about to leave, and he says, hey, man, go go kill those cattle over there, because um, my boss told me, told us to do that. And then the people were like, yo, but these are really good cattle. We can take these back right here. We'll, we'll kill the, the defective ones, but we'll take these right here, and we'll take them back to sacrifice, because there's, there's still some good. And so I was like, you know what? Man, that's, you know, that's a great idea. So we're going to take it back. So they're walking back and they're having like their little dance party because they just, you know, destroyed Amalek. And Samuel walks up, Saul's boss, and he's like, hey, did you do what I asked you to do? He said, yeah, man, I did exactly what you and the Lord told me to do. I did it all. And so Samuel was like, so why do I hear those sheep bleeding in my ear? He says, and, and why, is, why is Agag, the king of Amalek, still alive? Um, and then Saul answered, his response was, he says it was because of the people I chose to do those things. And then eventually what ended up happening, Saul got fired from his job as a result 
but it was it, the the thing I wanted to focus on. It was because of the people. Saul was so focused on trying to please people that he didn't simply do number one what he was instructed to do, number two what was right for his nation, and what was right for his nation was to completely destroy Amalek because they were waging war. Wipe them out. You'll never have to worry about them again. And then if you read further in, in, in the biblical text, Amalek is is becomes a thorn in Israel's side for generations and generations and generations, just war upon war upon war, all because he didn't do that one thing. So the, the, the focus is we as leaders, we really can't get caught up in doing what's what the people want us to do. But we have to do what our people need us to do. And that's where effective policy and procedure comes into place. And as a leader, you have to be confident. Once you, once you have your why, your, your, your why can't be because my boss told me to and we have to do this. If you go to your people and say, we have to do this and you present it that way, then you're, you're not going to win. You're not going to be very effective because people won't believe in in um, the, the policy. Now, here's where personality and policy meet. Yeah. Once, once, if, if you get something <laughs> and let's say you don't necessarily agree with it or you don't think it's whatever, but you have to do it, how you present that to your staff or how you present that to the people that you lead, lead it has to be so compelling because here's the thing. People follow, people will follow that policy because they love you. But if you don't believe in that policy, people pick up on that and you won't be able to move forward with that process because they're reading your body language because they don't think that is important to you. So it won't be important to them. So you have to own that when you're in those situations. And then with things that you really believe and you really have that conviction about, you have to present it the same exact way, because that's what I believe being a part of an effective leader is. That's I, I like that story, um, and I like the this hearing the 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 growth part and and just uh, yeah some these things are tough. <laughs> I don't want to summarize. I just um, these things are tough, and I'm I'm listening to that story, and I, again I'm I'm just being honest with myself on how I deal with it, and uh, yeah I've 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 got some I've got some growing to do in some ways, but. I, I do enjoy that story and, and, and how that's um, reflected in my life. Now, when did, did you have these things in mind? Did you have these stories in mind when you like, I'm, I'm going back to your, your first time as the youngest principal in Florida. Um, were these things in your head or were these things that you kind of looked up and then reflected on as you were going through them? So a lot of, well, so a lot of, a lot of, the the biblical stuff was already in my head um I, I i being in that situation you have to live that life and when you have to live that life it's it's a lot more difficult to live that life and make a decision because once you make a decision that people don't agree with um that group of people w- want to see it fail so they can say i told you so but then there's a group of people that want to see it succeed because they believe in what you believe in because you believe in it um, and, and, and the key, the key is if you have, if you understand why you in within yourself, confidence in, in making a decision comes from 
I've looked over this. I've gotten input from from people. That doesn't mean they get to make decisions. I want to run this by you to see what you think. This doesn't mean you get to make the decision. Make sure you say that. Um, and you you put all those things in your mind. But the real confidence comes from once you've thought about it and you've made that decision, and this is what we're going to do, uh, unless better information is presented that improves my plan, I'm not going to waver from it. And you have to just be okay with this. And we talked about this too, Don. You have to be okay with being disliked. You have to be okay with being the bad guy. Yeah. The, Sometimes. Yeah. The, thus, the, the, you, book you, you, the book I'm starting to yeah. read. Yeah. 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 You have to be okay with being Darth Vader. Darth Vader has a purpose in the Star Wars trilogy. As a matter of fact, the most famous line in Star Wars is, I am your father. Right. <laughs> so, so, so sometimes you, you have to be okay with people saying, you know what? I don't like that. But then, but then you have to be so diligent in, in everything that you do to see things through. And once people see that you're consistent yeah. and you're fair yes. and, and even, even in those policies, you, you still love people, even the people that dislike you the most, you know what I find myself doing more now than ever. I'm apologizing to people for them being upset with me for nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> why why because as leaders we should we should we should display forbearance we should we should model what it looks like for for an individual to take the lower road because because if you don't do that with the people that you lead they won't do it with the people that they lead right no it's it, it, it's, it's almost like it's almost like you're there it's almost like a parental relationship and it doesn't matter how old you are I'm a young dude. It does not matter how old you are. The position, the positions that you hold in leadership are often older than all of the people combined yeah. in your organization. Right. From the beginning of time, we've had leaders. So if you're in the leadership position, the office is older and the authority from the office you can speak from. Yeah. But you just have to know how to connect with those people and you have to be okay with being dislike right yeah i i think that what resonated true uh with me was consistent i, I mean right, like we're talking about you know leaders and principals but teacher leaders you're leading your classroom and that whole don't smile till you know october november kind of thing it's just if you're consistent um and and you you win the trust and or respect and and you had to get through that I thought you were cool <laughs> or, you know, I, yeah. and, and I think that's, that's such an important thing that these policies and procedures is consistency as well. And like, yeah, the, the risk of not being liked is, is hard for some, I know it's kind of for me, um, mm -hmm. but consistency in having that vision of where things are going. And when you get there, then, then that, okay, I see what you're doing now. So. Right. And, and then and then you got to really think, you, what's, what's the, what are the brutal realities of not implementing that policy or procedure? Hey, you, th you sat down and you thought of it because you knew it was good for your organization. And now you have someone else who doesn't really see the full picture or understand all of the different levels within that decision making mechanism. Because people do what's easy first before they do what's I'm saying not people, the mind does what's easy before it does what's right. So you have people who will opt to do what's more the, the most easiest as opposed to what's right. And you got to look at, okay, if we don't do this, 
what's what are the implications for my organization? What are the implications for me and my family? Because the things that you don't do oftentimes are the things that um hinder you the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you're doing, it's what you're not doing. Yep. Well, and again, those are, those are the tough things. Um yeah, it just what was I watching the other day that like I was watching the show and a person just didn't want to make, Oh, this is going to sound, this is where people are like, Oh my gosh, done. <laughs> but I was watching an old episode of the office dead gone. You comedy central. I don't like watching TV very much, but sometimes if the office is on, I'm like, okay, but there was a decision in the office that there was a surplus of money and he was either going to buy a new printer or everybody knew more supportive, comfortable chairs. Mm. Half, literally half the staff wanted a new printer because it was awful and they had to wait on it forever. And half the staff wanted to do chairs because their back was sore. And his decision was basically, he couldn't make a decision. He was having everybody from the maintenance guy come up there trying to make a decision and, and uh, all because he didn't want to not be, disliked so mm-hmm. <laughs> that leadership thing is I, I think that resonated with me the most sometimes people just aren't going to like you and you got to live with that and i think that that is harder than what people think it is harder to it, it's you know some people are like oh, i don't care what people think i know i do what's right it, it affects you um it does and and here's the thing you're gonna lose bad people in that process, and you're gonna lose some really good people in that process. Yes, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. And 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 here's a, here's the thing. Here's how you handle that. You lose a good person. Okay, you're leaving. I appreciate you. You're always welcome back. Yes. Because yeah. People make decisions based on their emotions. Right. Especially especially when they when they don't have access to all of the information, and sometimes you're not able to tell them all of the information. And you have to wish people well. And then here's the thing. If, if there is a conflict in policy and that person is capable of leading the organization, it's probably time for them to go lead the organization anyway. Yeah, that, I never thought about it. But you're right. I mean, <laughs> this would, yeah. They may have outgrown your leadership and that's okay too. Yeah, that is something that I, okay. I was that, taught. That's okay. Yeah. They may have out, hey, I've outgrown your leadership. I don't, I no longer at this stage in my life, this part of my development is like, I'm no, Hey, yeah, we'll be okay. It's yeah. time for me to move on. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, and then they'll lead their school, their yeah. organization there in, in a different way, but probably really effective. Yeah. And, and a lot of things will be very similar to what you did. Yep. And yep. they'll call you. Well, and just be like, hey. like same thing with me and you. I like, I would lead a school just a little bit. No, I'd lead a school differently than you, but I sure as heck be calling you and like Jamal, 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 I got this thing. So I have a policy that I want to act and then people don't like it. And then you'd be like, okay, Don. And then you'd walk me through it. And at the same time, you're like, look, I'm about ready to, you know, break down this policy. And I got a couple people that are pain in my side. I'm like, okay, here, here's how you deal with them. Pull them aside. Our, our personalities are different, but they're very similar. And, right. uh, and and yeah. and that that is called a, a professional learning network. You better have you some people that you can call, who who've done it before. Because if not, right. you're trying to do this by yourself. You better find you some folk. And that's another thing that helps too, knowing that you ain't special. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I'm trying to implement data driven uh, instruction at my school. 
I don't understand why people don't like me. And you go to another school who's doing it. And you go talk to that principal and he'll tell you that, hey, the first year we implemented this, people rioted and they threw, threw it out. And we had to stop last two years ago. And then we had to start fresh in the summer with the process. And then we had to, this is a true story. You know, I've been there. So then once you realize that you ain't special, that all these negative things are happening to you, it happened to someone else and they overcame them. It's, oh, this is this is normal. So you have to begin to normalize some of the negativity. And it because it's going to come because nobody wants to work harder. Everybody wants to work smarter. And smarter really means easier. They want to push a button and get the, yep. get the answers. They don't want to yep. have to think. And use that. But there ain't no button. There ain't no button. There ain't no easy button for life. Yep. You better figure that junk out. That's my two cents. Won't buy you bubble gum. We... <laughs> We shall end it on that, on, on, on Jamal's two cents. I like that. No, it's, it's absolutely true. I, uh, I, I, I take a lot from these conversations. Well, there's a reason why we press record, although we had a couple good ones this week, and I'm like, dang it, we should have pressed record, but I was yeah. too, that melatonin, man, I should know better. By the way, you, no, no melatonin last night because I'm sharp as a tack right now. Sharp, sharp as a tack. <laughs> melatonin right, is Jamal, only for the weekends. Yeah, man. Take us out. Well, this is Jamal Crook for Don Wettrick reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. See you. See you.